We were on about the increase in the price of a stamp uh, in coming weeks, um, but the owner of Guinness, Diageo, announced yesterday an increase in the price of its beers from next month uh, due to inflation. Again, the price of a pint of Guinness and Diageo products uh, will add 12 cents to the price, excluding VAT. Uh, the company has said it had absorbed cost increases for as long as possible, but could, long, could, no, could no longer do so. Uh, the price will increase to the whole Diageo draft beer range and as I say, we'll take effect from the 1st of February, like the stamps. So it will affect pints of Guinness, Hop House 13 and Smithix. So uh, 12 cent extra to the point. And it comes, uh, as you remember, after Heineken increased its keg prices by 9% last November, which added 17 cent plus fat to the price of a pint. Uh, the Heineken products, which led many local publicans at the time, we spoke to some of them, uh, to stop stocking Heineken products as such was the level of anger at these increases. On the line is the proprietor of Lily's Bar in Sligo, Blaine Gaffney. Blaine, good morning to you uh, and, and, morning, well, and welcome. How do you, the little you can do about this, but how do you feel about it? Yeah, I suppose, look, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's on, on the back foot of, of the previous increase from Heineken. It's, uh, it's a frustrating thing to have to be facing into in a quiet, quiet January. Um, and just listen to your, to your piece there. Um, you know, the, as you've said, they, they can no longer absorb these costs when, Ultimately, you look at the Azure's 2022 preliminary end-of-year results and, and you can see a different story. You know, their net sales are up 21.4%, £15.5 billion. Their net profit um, is up 18.2% to £4.4 billion. And they've also decided last year to, to increase the dividend. So when you compare that to uh, to a local pub or, um, you know, many local pubs across the country who are operating on net profit margins of between 3 and 4%, you know, you can see who can really do the, the absorbing uh, going into the future. The interesting thing is as well that a lot of this has been driven by energy inflation or, or we're led to believe, you know, the cost of producing the alcohol when ultimately the, the price of oil on the international market is down over 40% and gas is falling too. So I think there's something else at play here. Um, I'd be interested to see if Heineken and Diageo will be back yeah. in, in the coming months with price reductions when these energy costs uh, decreases. Yeah. So, 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 what else is at play? Do you think, or are they just using these uh, issues as excuses no, to look, rise? Look, look, ultimately, there is there is a cost increase. What I'm trying to say is that the, the, the war in Ukraine, the energy crisis, has led to increased costs for everybody across across the economy. We can all see that. And um, what I'm trying to say is that they have the bigger opportunity to absorb some of these costs than than the local uh, suppliers or by the, by the local publicans, and with energy costs falling across the international markets um, and this will trickle down over the coming months we're saying that they're in a much better position with 4.4 billion of profit uh, pounds sterling than, than some of the local pubs that they're asking to pay this increase you know it's 12 cents they're saying in reality it's going to be 20, 20 cents for the customer uh, for a business to maintain its margins is it? so you think what, it'll be 20 cents so you think yeah for... it, it, it's looking like that by the time it makes the way up like businesses pub businesses across the country they're, they're operating off a net profit um, uh, aim or forecast of about four percent. So that means for every hundred thousand pound or a hundred thousand euros, the, the company is seeking to make a profit of four thousand euros when everything is paid. Like that's how tight the margins are, and every increase uh, in cost eats into this every every single day. And I look at you know we, we already had Heineken, we had Diageo. They are two best sellers. We've got increases throughout the year with with, with spirits, with insurance, with uh, the wages in in in, um, in in January, bank charges, professional services. And it's just unfortunate that if a business is to remain viable, if a small, uh, family-run business pubs, which 
90% of the businesses in this country are, if they're to maintain their viability, unfortunately, the, the price has to be passed on to the customer. But ultimately, I suppose the customer then has a choice. Um, you know, do they want to continue drinking their, their, their favourite products or buying their, their favourite products or look at alternatives? Yeah. And what we've seen over this Christmas was that, um, I suppose ultimately people wanted to stay largely with their with their favourite products. So these companies know that. Um, and, and, yeah. and I suppose it's, so, it's their way so, so as I say uh, the, the situation where, where some publicans removed Heineken products some mm-hmm. uh, before Christmas I don't suppose that's a continuing option I don't suppose removing Guinness for example from a pub would be the no, no, there is most no popular move there is no alternative to Guinness Guinness is, is it's, a, it's, a, it's a piece of our heritage it's, it's our national product and there's nothing going to replace that so I think that's, that's out uh, but Heineken it was a little bit different because this came out of Totally out of the blue, seventeen cents, um, about twenty-five cents when you when you work it up, um, after that and after all the additions were, were put onto it. But people were looking at alternatives because they were so angry, um, and we kind of looked at that and we kind of talked about it. But the reality of it was, people continued to buy the Heineken products, um, so we want to give people what they want, and and that is the products that they want. It's just unfortunately that until people start voting with their feet, is in some ways that these companies can. You know, they, they, they own the biggest market share and they, they can decide what they want for the prices. They're not listening to the VHI, they're not listening to government, they're not listening to anybody. And unfortunately, we as as the distributors of their product um, have to maintain their viability and, and have to pass that on. So I suppose what we would be looking at is, you know, the, the, the Irish pub has been on a continuous downward trend over the last 10 years um, and many of them didn't survive COVID. We've got a situation where there's been three years of loss making and there's an awful lot of debt built up. This is putting other um, uh, businesses right to the pin of their collar. And if oh, yeah, I was listening to what the government said yesterday about you know applying for the energy supports, you nearly need a science degree to, to try and find out how to operate it. Um, but if they are serious, they need to look at, uh, if they are serious about the viability of the Irish pub and about maintaining rural um, communities, then they need to look at the VAT that's charged, both in terms of the excess duty that we buy our products at, which is one of the highest in Europe, and also then the VAT that we charge on selling it. So there are two things that they're going to need to look at. Uh, I think yeah. there was €6 billion euros of, a, of, a, of a surplus in the budget last year. They're talking about how to spend that. Um, I know as a publican, and I know speaking on behalf of many other publicans, that that is one element that, that, that could be looked at and looked at very, very quickly. Uh, stay with us, playing. Paul Clancy is with us, Chief Executive of the Vintners Federation of Ireland. Paul, good morning to you. Good morning. Um, you're not being listened to, uh, Blaine thinks. Uh, do you think you're being listened to? I mean, you have appealed to Diageo to reconsider. That's unlikely, is it, Paul? Would you think? Well, we're hoping that they will reconsider and that you know, they will look at their own operations to see if they could possibly absorb more of the, the proposed price increase. Uh, that they have suggested. Look, our, our members are under immense pressure at the moment. I think you've heard that there already. And we're just about to head into the quietest period. And this couldn't come at a worse time, really, for our members. And look, our customers have pressure on their disposable incomes as well. You know, it's going to be very tight for our members' customers. And this increase will not encourage people out at a time when customers really badly need it. So we are asking the to reconsider its decision in light of these market challenges. Um, I mean, you Blaine outlined just exactly how how tight the margins are, and I'm sure you're hearing that and are well aware of that. Uh, and as you say, this is happening at traditionally the quietest time of the year for your industry. Yeah. So it's a it's a worrying time, is it not, for those in the trade? Uh, it isn't. It is indeed. You know, and if this was on its own, you'd say, look, this is bad enough. But when you put it on top of all the other uh, increase in costs that uh, you know small businesses and particularly publicans have had to put up with. 
um, and the TBESS, which is the uh, energy support system, uh, you touched on it there, I think, as well. Y- you know, that's helping a little bit, but unfortunately, uh, that isn't covering kerosene and LPG uh, in terms of energy support there. It's only covering natural gas, so it's not actually helping the vast majority of our rural public. And so even the grant systems that are currently in place uh, won't, won't really help uh, the vast majority of our members and the 9% VAT as well, which is due to end at the end of February, we need to make sure that that's continued uh, on the food and accommodation to try and help and alleviate some of the stress that publicans cost are under at the minute. OK, uh, well, we don't want to talk about closures, but there have been some uh, startling statistics, as you well know, in recent months about the number of pubs which have closed in this country in recent years. I mean, would you be concerned that that trend will continue with moves like that? Well, look, you know... There is a thing called the sale of alcohol bill, which is coming down the stream as well. And um, we're going to be in front of the Rockless Committee on the 24th of January. And what the Minister is proposing there is to deregulate the whole market. Now, if that was to happen, it would mean that you could have a second pub in a village where one pub is already struggling. And that would be the death nail, we believe, for rural pubs in Ireland. We do know that rural pubs are really struggling to survive, you know, because of the increased cost that they have. You know, most pubs have had a, gen- a reasonably good Christmas. That's what I'm hearing back. But definitely January now has started quieter. Um, and, you know, we, we just need to make sure that we can try and keep costs from absolute minimum to get through this very difficult trading period. And what the Minister is proposing with deregulation doesn't happen because we believe that if you have a pub that's struggling to survive in a rural town, sticking another pub in beside it, it's certainly not going to help the situation. Uh, so that'll be a cataclysmic uh, situation. 